Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. Today is Saturday, February 29th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined with the man, the myth, the legend himself, the GPP NBA DFS professional guru here at our wonderful Coach Talk team. It is Mr. Mike Apatria. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well, Coach. It's uh, it's a nice Saturday morning. It's pretty cool outside here in Connecticut. It's I got the sun flowing through. Uh, I'm feeling good. I got the coffee in the cup. Man, I'm good to go. I'm fired up. This is a you know bounce back slate. I think for me, I uh, had a couple of hot plays last night, really hot ones, and then a couple of cold ones like Larry Nance. I don't. He was sleeping. Uh, that was a matchup that he missed out on, but I'm ready to bounce back, man. I'm fired up about this one. I am too, man. It, you know, it's uh, we had that a couple of really good uh, caches as far as you know. We we hammered out our fifty fifties and some of those, and uh, you know, then played a the late night game because it sat alone an hour and a half later than the rest of them, and I almost took down that sucker with like a thousand people. I finished uh, just about uh, two points out of first in fourth place, so that was a cool thing to do. I saw that, dude. You crushed that. Uh, it was that that was a nice showdown slate right at the end of the night. So nothing yeah. like you know about to fall asleep. Let me make a quick six hundred bones. I'll tell you, I'm all about return on investment. I mean, anybody can bet five thousand dollars to win. Uh, you know. Uh, win back $5,000. That's no return on investment. But I played in this game, I played uh, $29.97 to win uh, $650.01. How's that for something weird? I like that, dude. That's what we're that's what we're looking for, and that's when you when the you know subscribers and listeners they get one of those. I mean, it, it pays for the subscription for the next uh, what six months or so. It's, a long time, yeah. yes. And that you know, and that's and that's the love. And that was when you play in those that showdown. That was a GPP. So that just that is the aspect when you're playing GPPs. It's you're not expect. Listen, if you expect to win every single night in a GPP lineup, you should right. be playing fifty fifties. Um, you're really hoping to get a nice fat return on investment, like maybe one out of every three to four nights, and it pays for the rest of the week, the next week, and the following week, and that's how you profit. I, I obviously you want to cash every single night. But to take a shot at winning those big ones, you have to be able to take chances. And when you take chances on low-owned guys that are 5 10%, 2%, 1%, you're going to get burned here and there. Um, but you had your guy. I think it was uh, what was it, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant was your guy in that one. I think he was well, the, one of the low-owned guys. Jeremy Grant was super low-owned. Reggie Jackson was super low-owned. Yep. And uh, those two guys really came through for me. And then Montrez Harrell. So... You know, I had the, the two that everybody had in Kawhi and Joker, but uh, the other three guys were the difference makers, so it was pretty cool. You know, I, I wanted to announce this on the air. I, I don't I haven't even talked to you about it, but I know you're such a good guy. You'll go go uh, be fired up about this. But I was thinking since we have a little extra time on the Saturday and Sunday shows, we do them in the morning and in, there's not pressure of work and hustling around and doing everything else we're doing, I wanted to give our, our members and also the people that you know listening to this podcast in front of the paywall that uh, which all of our podcasts are 
um, just sort of like a 15 or 20 minute lead in to both the Saturday and Sunday show. One being a lead in on uh, contest selection and, you know, whether you want to play uh, GPPs as opposed to cash, what your strategy is based on the size of your bankroll and how much you should should be playing on a daily basis. So we'll do like a 15-minute tutorial. We did a great one early on uh, before the um, season NBA preseason even started, um, and I want, we could sort of summarize that at the beginning, and then the second day talk about once you have that figured out, how do you manage your bankroll and you know make good decisions going forward so that, you don't find yourself all in and having to reload on multiple occasions. So are you down with that, man? Uh, you know, I love some good strategy. So um, I've even talked off air on, with you about this, Coach. I've uh, I've written, wrote plenty of, uh, you know, articles and strategy guides for 50-50s, for GPPs, uh, for everything, uh, you know, regardless. Yeah. So, you know, we can, we're going to be talking about putting that up on the site for those uh, who want to just go back and reference it instead of maybe listening to multiple shows. You just want to look at it. So we're expanding over here, Coach. Uh, we've always said we'd rather, uh, you know, instead of give a man a fish, we'd rather teach you to fish. So that's that's what we're trying to do over here. We want to turn everybody into uh, sharp players. Um, you know, obviously, if you guys are already out here going through the steps of listening to podcasts and doing all that, you're already pretty sharp. You're already on the right path. And it's just getting over the hump where you can just do it on a night to night basis and it just becomes second nature absolutely man and you know we're we'll be doing that next weekend putting that up on our uh, site and we're doing all kinds of things already to spruce everything up and and you know and and the fact is we're in day 10 so it's like this has been unbelievable we have such a great team of guys uh you know really really proud to work with them but um you know it's we're going to have some good things going forward, and it's it's so exciting. But but let's get started as quickly as we can here, because I know we want to get this out a little earlier than normal tonight. Uh, go to dfscoachtalk.com. That's our website. Uh, read through it. Let us know if you have any questions. Hit subscribe. Jump in to uh, the team. Jump into our Discord. As soon as you hit that subscribe button, they'll... Uh, you know, you'll get an email and we'll set you up so you can get in there with all our pros. Uh, you can enjoy full lineups and in both uh, DraftKings and FanDuel and uh, just crush it, man. We're, you know, that's our whole uh, goal is to get you guys to a completely new level uh, of what you do DFS-wise. So, and, you know, again, you can listen to our podcast seven days a week. Uh, pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. And it's uh, at DFS Coach Talk. All right, today's slate, Michael. We, there's an early game. We just do the main slates on here because it gets too convoluted and crazy if you try to do 10 different slates. So it is a seven-game uh, main slate. It's a good one, too. It's uh, some really good competition. Tons of teams on the second night of a back-to-back. And every game but one is either on the first or second night of a back-to-back. So you got to take all those things into consideration. So let us uh, I'm going to blow through this injury report, if it's all right with you, Michael. We'll get this thing off and running, and we can all take some notes on who's in, who's out, and who's questionable. And there's some big news today, that's for sure. Let's do it. 
All right, we have Bam Adebayo confirmed in. Thabocephalosia is confirmed in. Uh, does he qualify for if you're playing Thabocephalosia to mm, get a yeah. new hobby? Yes. Yeah, he's, a new, he's a new hobby guy. Okay. Jordan Poole, 50-50, one of my go-tos lately. Uh, you know, I love Poole and Lee have done super, so keep a close eye on him. Danny Green is more likely out. He's going to be doubtful, and it's looking like KCP will take his spot. Here's a big buzz kill. Kobe White, who's been just white hot. We played him the other day in our lineup. I think he had a 50-burger, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he's 50-50. He's got a sore uh, low left back. So that's an interesting one. So keep an eye on him. That changes things. Uh, oh, you know what? We don't have to worry about that, dude. That's the early game. Woohoo! Sorry about that, folks. Forget that. We don't have to worry about these next five guys, six guys. There's six injury guys in that early game. For you guys, you know, on your own playing uh, that showdown slate, uh, check out the injuries. Okay, Andrew Wiggins is in one of our games. Uh, that is, he is probable for Golden State. Anthony Davis is probable for the Lakers listed the same every day no matter what and he always plays uh this is where we gotta see you know lebron missed the last game he's listed as 50 50 questionable here so keep an eye on that here's some big dudes that are not playing today lamarcus aldridge and kemba walker are both already ruled out um robert williams ruled in damian jones for atlanta's in kevin herter's in trey young is in and Kai Bowman is out. So Golden State might be a little bit thinner uh, in that backcourt. So that's where we stand, my man. And uh, why don't we jump right into this? We've got a, a 7.30 game. It, the first one on the board, it's Portland at the Atlanta Hawks. We know that the Hawks played last night, and they will be on a second night of a back-to-back. Um, both of them were at home, so it's not quite as stressful as uh, a travel back-to-back, but it's still there. Um, right now, this game is listed as a dead pick'em. So if there's ever a game we thought was going to stay close, this would be the one. Um, the, uh, the implied totals are not up yet, so we're, we're just going to do the, the total for the game. Um, and I can, I'll post uh, the new numbers in our discord for our members when all of the other information uh, including those implied totals comes up but it is a 233 and a half total so bingo right off the bat first game we have the highest total and a close game so it's going to be pretty hard uh, not to go uh, to look at this game let's take a look at the pace factor in here as well um Portland right now is 11th, so they're moving the ball pretty quickly and getting it done. Um, and Atlanta's fourth, so high-scoring game here, and that's definitely the reason why. Um, this is a different story. How about the fact that they're third and fourth worst, 26th, or I'm sorry, 27th and 28th in the league in defense? So how do you not make this with all of that information? How is this not one of the main games for you on the slate, Michael? 
It has to be. Uh, you know, these are two teams that we've been targeting uh, often lately, especially with the injuries going on over there in Portland with Damian Lillard out. So um, I know I'm definitely going to have some ownership into it. I'll start with that Portland side of the ball. C.J. McCollum has got to be one of the top players on the slate. 8,800 over there on FanDuel. Still slightly underpriced. He's 92 over there on DK. Uh, he's been paying that off routinely. It's a plus matchup. We know guards have been carving up Atlanta night in and night out. Uh, we just saw Dinwiddie do it last night. So I, I have no qualms looking at C.J. McCollum. He'll probably be one of my foundational players. I'm going to be playing all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, looking at Hassan Whiteside, yes, he's priced up. 9,600. He's well worth it in this matchup. Um, I don't think I'm going to have a lot of Hassan Whiteside. I think I'm going to get <laughs> excuse me, most of my exposure with C.J. McCollum. That's just because of the other options I'm looking at at the center position that we'll get to later. Uh, but both mm-hmm. those guys are absolutely in play. I probably won't be going to too much Carmelo. He's a fair option. I know small forward's not very deep tonight, so he's, I'm going to keep him in my player pool. 5,700 is a fair price. We've seen the shot attempts um, you know, on the rise ever since Damian Lillard's been out. It's going to be a tougher matchup. I expect uh, the Hawks don't uh, you know, play Collins at power forward tonight. Probably play Bruno Fernando there at center just to match up with Hassan Whiteside. Right. Uh, they could try to take advantage of that Collins matchup over there on Anthony. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's to be determined. We'll have to see with the starting lineup. If we hear that maybe, uh, you know, John Collins is starting at center again, Anthony becomes a slightly better play. I agree with you. And, and you know, you referred to last night where they were playing Brooklyn and they decided they they just uh, play small ball and go with Collins at center. And, uh, you know, that seemed to uh, work out super well because they crushed uh, Brooklyn. They blew them out. So, you know, they very well could go with the same thing. But I, I think I'm with you. I think they may play a center uh, just so that Collins doesn't get in foul trouble guarding Whiteside. But, um, yeah, I mean, you got to look at some guys from this game. C.J. McCollum's got to be automatic, uh, not even think about it, just eat the chalk with everybody else. Um you know, Trey Young is is Trey Young. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be on any type of restriction. And, you know, Portland doesn't defend well. So Trey Young is going to be in my player pool. Uh, there are a lot of ancillary guys you can look at here uh, with some confidence. You know, you can look at, uh, like you said, uh, definitely Carmelo. You can look at... Uh, some guys that have been getting hot now for Atlanta. Uh, Reddish had a monster game last night. Um, you know, even Herter becomes a little bit in play. It's just such a perfect storm here. I think, you know, going one guy on one side, two on the other, or even a two versus two here uh, might be the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All those guys. Reese is definitely in play. I mean, like I said, small forwards uh, is a position that no one's ever in love with, especially on FanDuel, and you have to select two of them. It's I generally try to just save my money there. Uh, you know, there's especially you know LeBron James if he ends up getting ruled out, that's one of our top options. So a lot of people are going to be floating around in that mid four range looking for a, a small forward or two, and uh, those guys in this matchup are definitely in play. And on Atlanta side, Trey Young's uh, definitely in play for me. 10K on, on FanDuel is a great price tag for him. Um, I'll be looking at him, especially knowing that he kind of played more of the facilitator role last night. He had seven assists, right. I think, at the end of the first quarter. So he wasn't really looking for his shot. They knew that the matchup uh, was going to be with John Collins, and they took advantage of that 
early on and then reddish got hot uh i think it was i believe in the third quarters dropped 17 actual points so uh yeah. he kind of took a back seat so we might see him be a little bit more aggressive tonight on uh, the second half of the back back so he'd definitely be my top option in atlanta i wouldn't mind looking at reddish i don't think i'll go back to that well and i, I i'm not going to probably get the collins not a bad play same thing i said with Whiteside. there's just so many other power forwards that i'm interested in uh on this slate we're on the same page in that one all right, let's move on to game two, which is the Portland Trailblazers and the Atlanta Hawks, right? Uh, just did that one. <laughs> I got to go back one. Bro- Brooklyn and Miami. I skipped it on my sheet here for some reason because I'm trying to get I, – I tried to get that early game off the board, and I missed it. Brooklyn in the Heat. It is a 730 game, and uh, the Heat are a seven-point favorite at home. It's a two uh, – 23 over under so 10 points below the last one but still still a good one um enough enough points to be had there and uh right now from a pace standpoint brooklyn is ninth in the league so they are pushing the ball even without Kyrie because he hasn't played much at all this year so they're pushing the ball as we know miami is more of a half court setup uh with bam and such and they are 26th in pace. So a big pace down game for Brooklyn, but a big pace up game uh, for Miami. And then from a defensive efficiency standpoint, Brooklyn is seventh in the league, which people don't realize they're playing that good a defense. So that's a little bit of concern from the Miami side. And we know that uh, Miami D's it up, uh, but they're down to 13th. So if I told you Brooklyn was six spots ahead of Miami defensively, from a team uh, efficiency standpoint, I don't think you'd believe me, <clears throat> but that's the case. And both of these teams played last night. Uh, we've got Brooklyn in one of those scenarios where they played in Atlanta and then they had to travel and they're playing in Miami tonight, so much tougher on them. Uh, Miami's had this back-to-back both at home, so advantage to the Heat on that side of the coin. What do you see rolling out here, Mike? All right. So, yeah, like you said, you, you touched on both teams being on um, second halves of back-to-backs. Uh, you know, top to options, we'll start with Brooklyn. We're going to be looking at Dinwiddie and Levert. I much prefer Dinwiddie in this matchup. I don't want to go near Levert going against Jimmy Butler defense. Um, I can imagine that being a focal point. Them trying. <laughs> Excuse me, I got a cough. Woof. Coffee in the throat. I, I don't expect yeah. that to be a focal <clears throat> point. Um I don't want to go near that matchup personally. I think that they're fair, they're close enough in price tags. Actually, Dinwiddie's dropped uh, below Levert's price tag significantly now. He's only 7,100 over there on FanDuel, 74 on DK, and on DK he's also shooting guard eligible. And he's played well in this matchup twice already this season. He's averaging 52 DK points against them and only 30 and a 34-minute average. So um, that's kind of standing out to me. So he'd be my top option if I'm looking at anybody on Brooklyn. Probably won't be going to too many ancillary pieces on this side. I just think that uh, there's there's other pieces that we could look at. Um, and then as far as uh, Miami, I think we have to start at the top. Bam out of bio, just a fantastic matchup. We just seen John Collins absolutely destroy the Nets. Yeah. Um, I would expect Bam to be able to do the same. He's power forward eligible over there on FanDuel, so that kind of uh, hinted at that earlier. One of my top options, I believe. He's a little priced up at 9100 but maybe a little safer in cash. I mean, he's going to be popular. Um, he's going to probably get us that 40 to 45-point floor. Um, but you're paying for it. So I don't know, maybe you want to touch on that one a little bit more. You're, you're that cash, you're our cash guy. So, uh, yeah. you think he's more of a cash play in this one at that price tag for Bam? Yeah. 
I think he's a pillar in all contests across the board, cash or GPP. I mean, he's playing great ball. Uh, Brooklyn gets hammered at center against centers, and uh, it just this you know this is a kind of game where he could have 25, 15, and 8 kind of game. Yeah, so yeah. I'm all over Bam tonight. He's Same by page. far my favorite player in this game. I don't even think it's close. I think your take was perfect. I'm not going to take Levert because I think Butler will do his part to shut him down as much as he possibly can. Um, and, you know, from the Brooklyn side, there'll be a lot of people taking Dinwiddie, and I don't don't blame you for that. I think he looks great. And uh, his usage uh, is just through the roof since the All-Star break. Um, I very well may match up the the correlation of, of Dinwiddie and Bam and feel really good about it. Yeah, and um, Derek Jones Jr. started in that last game. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't read into that all so much. I mean, he's a fair price at forty five hundred on Fanduel, but it's not a superb value. And he didn't play thirty minutes or anything like that. So, um, you right. know, there's still Jay Crowder, there's still Andre Iguodala. It doesn't matter who's starting. All those guys, when Butler are healthy, are going to be splitting minutes probably uh, pretty evenly. So, um, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. So, the, the only guy I'm really looking at in this matchup is Bam. I don't mind Butler. Uh, it's just going to different spots at shooting guard. I think is the way I'm going to go. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Ready to go on to the next one? Do it. It's Portland and the Hawks. No, that's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, we that eight o'clock game. It's the Indiana Pacers at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, your favorite player in the league right now, Larry Nance, who stung uh, last night. I know yeah. he stung me a lot of times too, man. Um, said, well, I I was talking before air. I said he's either getting me ten or he's getting me forty-seven. So I got the, I got the ten, and that's uh, that's the GPP life you live. Sometimes you got to take it off the chin. He's a boomer or a bust guy, no doubt about it. Um, both of these teams coming off a doubleheader, so that's you know again this is the theme tonight, and who who which teams play better off of those scenarios, and what the travel uh, looks like for everybody. You know that's that's the big thing to uh, decide here. So. You know, you've got, let's see, Cleveland last night, they played uh, at the Pelicans, and now they're back home to play against Indiana. So interesting there that, you know, they're traveling as well. But uh, it, the the spread is seven-point road favorite for the Pacers, and it is the lowest total on the entire board, 215 and a half. That definitely has to give you some cause to uh, of concern there. Um, you know, this is one of those games where you, if you pick the right couple of guys, it could be a difference maker because I don't think this is a bad game really for DFS purposes, but I think it's going to go greatly overlooked. So what what's your initial take on Indiana-Cleveland? I like this game. Uh, you know, my initial build I'm starting with, uh, you know, I started at the top. I'll, I'll go with Indiana. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, just far too underpriced on FanDuel, 5,900. Yes. Um, that's one guy that stands out immediately to me. I mean, we know he's safe for cash. He's generally got that pretty high floor when he's playing. He, he, pre- he presents a ceiling uh, at all times, too, and, and he's done superb in this matchup. We always talk about how this Cleveland backcourt is one that uh, we just absolutely love to target. They're historically yeah. bad defensively, uh, and they played twice already this season. 
he's averaging 50 DK points against them. So I have no issues, uh, almost not, I wouldn't say making him a pillar, but uh, taking a long look at Malcolm Brogdon at that price tag. I just feel very comfortable with him that I'm not going to get burned by it, and it still leaves me some room for some upside in there as well in this matchup. Demonis Sabonis has to get talked about as well, 8,500. Uh, he's in a great spot. He's he's done pretty well against him this season, not as well as Brogdon at a more expensive salary. I'm not making that you know my deciding factor again. We're going to talk about a lot of power forwards he likes. Sabonis is one of them. It's just when push comes to shove, we can only select two of them over there on FanDuel. When you're talking about a site like DraftKings, uh, maybe you're playing over on Fantasy Draft or Yahoo where you can kind of mix and match a little bit more. Uh, You have those options. Uh, But we're primarily, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings-type players. So uh, when I'm looking at my FanDuel build, I don't know if I'll get to him. I think I'm going to use my exposure in this game with Brogdon instead. Uh, And then on the Cleveland side of the ball, it's a crapshoot. Um, you know, these bigs are going to have to play in this in this matchup. I know I feel very uncomfortable going back. I just got burned by Nance. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's tough to Hard. say that I feel overly confident. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Kevin Love sit with it being the second half of a back-to-back. If that's the case, then yes, I feel a lot more confident in Larry Nance and Tristan Thompson. But uh, my, hope, my hope is that Andre Drummond's good to go. Kevin Love's playing, and I don't need to play any of these guys. That's my hope. Uh, but if Andre Drummond and Kevin Love are out, yes, Larry Nance and Tristan Thompson are very much in play, and Larry Nance becomes a phenomenal play because simply he burned the world last night. That stings a lot of people. It's a different scenario if Kevin Love's out, uh, and they have to play big in this matchup. So uh, do I feel overly confident? No, but he's he's got to be a good GPP play. Would you, uh, what do you think about it? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, first of all, I'll, I'll touch on Indiana. Brogdon is a pillar for me. So I'm playing him in everything cross cash and GPP. He's going against the Cavaliers. You know, I know you guys that listen to the show every day are sick of me saying the same thing. But, you know, you got a target against that. And even if he only plays 28 to 30 minutes uh, and doesn't get that mid-30s, which he, I'm hoping he does, uh, I think Brogdon's just, he's due for a big game. It's a perfect spot for him, uh, and I think you really have to consider him. Um, I doubt that I'm going to go anywhere else on Indiana just because of uh, the pace of this game. Um, I normally dial up Sabonis. He's, I would think he's got to be probably my highest-owned guy this season, uh, probably Drummond in the beginning and now Sabonis. <clears throat> he's very rarely uh, disappoints. He's been fantastic this year. Uh, on the Cleveland side, you know, to me, it all depends on that news. Right now, we don't have anything. So if Love's playing on a back-to-back um, with Drummond still out, then Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance, your buddy, have to be in play, both guys. Um, if if uh, If he's playing then it's a different story. Then then it may just be uh, a possible Tristan Thompson play, but I am not real fired up for anybody on the Cleveland side uh, if if Love is in there. So this will be one of the lower more lower-owned games for me, for sure. Yeah, all right. I think we're okay. moving on the same page pretty much so far. Three games I know. In. We are agreeing too much. It's crazy. That's That's unusual. Um, all right, game four, another 8 o'clock game. Uh, it is, uh, let's see here, the Lakers at the Grizzlies. Uh, Lakers are on the first night of a back-to-back, so does that shift anything? Uh, and the Grizzlies, uh, as we said, are on the second night of a back-to-back. 
We've got uh, the over-under is not up yet because, uh, you know, obviously the LeBron news is going to change that number drastically. So watch that throughout the day. I uh, will be posting that in our Discord, and I'll also be tweeting it out so that <clears throat> our listeners that aren't members see what the scenario is there. But what I can tell you, even with the news that they're not, they don't know if LeBron's going to play or not, Lakers are an early eight-point favorite. I expect if LeBron gets rolled in, that'll probably drift up to about 11. As we speak, the over-under popped up on my board. How about that? So it is eight minus eight, and it's a 229 and a half. And it's very convenient that that popped up because that's the second highest or third highest by half a point on the board. So this game has a lot of interest here. We know we've got guys out on the Memphis side as well. And this, you know, this may be a game where you really truly need to have some exposure if you want to take something down. What do you think? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's no there's no real ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's, it falls on the injury news, obviously. LeBron being out just opens up a whole lot. Danny Green being doubtful opens up a little bit more. Um, I'll start with the uh, with the Lakers side of the ball. I mean, Davis obviously becomes into play. Kind of let everybody down in that chalk spot, but uh, yeah. they didn't really need him. Um, they might not need him in this case, but Memphis tends to play a lot, like much, much better at home. So um, that has me a little bit more enticed in this matchup if LeBron sits. So he would obviously be the top option. Then we'd also be looking at the two value plays in Kuzma and Rondo. Both those guys step into play if LeBron's right. out. If LeBron's in, I don't touch really either one of those guys. I'll let other people go back to them if he plays. Um, I honestly hope he plays because I, I told you it's going to be tough for me to select all these power forwards and then Davis becomes another chalk play uh, yep. it, when he sits. And same thing with Kuzma. So that it, it makes me uh, have to make some tough decisions. And I don't want to have to make tough decisions, Coach. I want, me, I want it just to stand out. You need out. the easy, need the <laughs> easy stuff for Right, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, it it, it, it makes you so you, you get a little nervous when it comes to chalk like that. But I play GPPs. You have to be able to willing to fade the chalk. I have one guy that I'm very interested in um, on, on that power forward that we'll get to later on tonight. Uh, but that's that's kind of the approach I'm taking. It's going to just be the three main guys. I know you're a KCP guy. Maybe with Danny Green out, he gets a few extra minutes. I assume Rondo would probably pick up a couple extra minutes as well. So um, it's going to be it's going to be Davis, uh, Rondo, Kuzma. If LeBron sits, if LeBron plays, probably won't be going to anybody on the Lakers side of the ball. Okay. And then uh, looking over on the Memphis side of the ball, uh, I think that we have to, have to have some interest in uh, our boy Gorgie Dang in this matchup. 4,700 at center. This, you know, with Brandon Clark out, Jaron Jackson Jr. out, uh, he's been seeing a couple more minutes, but we've been seeing the matchups that kind of haven't, they haven't allowed him to play big minutes. So this is definitely one of the ones that I expect to see a few extra uh, minutes, especially with it being a second half of a back-to-back form. Joe Val absolutely torched the Kings last night, played phenomenal. Yes, um, so I expect this to be a little bit more of a Gorgie Dang game. Uh, he would be a low-owned GPP play. I wouldn't call him a pillar play or anything like that. We do have some other cheap centers that we could look at as well. Uh, but he's definitely kind of popping off on my page as far as guys that I can see, you know, maybe being a little bit of a secret squirrel kind of thing. Interesting, interesting. Well, to uh, as far as the the Contavious Caldwell Pope, he's not actually. I'm not a, in his corner. I very rarely uh, roster him. But you're right. He, <clears throat> if you remember earlier in the year, I took down a uh, a pretty good tournament on Fanduel. And all I had left was uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope in that late game. And I needed to overcome an eight-point deficit. 
and they played him the entire fourth quarter, and he went nuts. He hit like three threes. He had layups and tip-ins, and, and he won the tournament for me. So shout-out to KCP for sure. Um, as far as the game goes, I think, obviously, if LeBron's out, you play Davis and eat the chalk. I mean, you know, I hate being a chalk guy, and I very rarely am. Like, last night I was so proud of my uh, my pick of uh, Johnson from the, the Timberwolves. He was 0.5% owned. So to get a sub-1% guy to get you 34 fantasy points, that is pretty fun when you get that. Um, <clears throat> in this game, though, you know, I think it's it's Davis if LeBron's out, and it's Davis even if LeBron's in. So how simple is that? Um, so Davis is going to be a mainstay in my lineups for sure. Um, if LeBron is out, though, I will look to Rondo more than like likely. And, uh, you know, I just like his experience, especially against the rookie and jaw. <clears throat> and you can also consider uh, Kuzma there for sure. I think uh, I think he's a really strong play And if uh, LeBron's out. Um, really on the Memphis side, though, this is where we differ a little bit. Memphis, I, I don't like any of the bigs from Memphis just because of how much I respect uh, the trio of Davis, Howard, and McGee playing, you know, defending. Um, so I'm not, I'm not touching Memphis tonight. I don't like uh, the matchup for them on the back-to-back. And for some reason, I neglected to mention the pace and defensive efficiency in this game, so I don't want to forget that. So let me tell you this real quick. From a pace standpoint, uh, the Lakers are 12th. And the Memphis Grizzlies are, <clears throat> excuse me, they're seventh. And then from the uh, defensive efficiency side, the uh, Grizz are 19th and the Lakers are third. So that's the reason why I am not focusing. Uh, I respect that defensive ranking and uh, I'll probably be one or two Lakers and hit the road. Don't knock you. I like it. Better not knock me, man, or I'll <laughs> knock you back, buddy. A couple of things I wanted to mention super quick, and we're staying on pace here. Uh, you know, you can te- uh, catch us seven days a week, free in front of the, the paywall, best DFS NBA content on the planet, and you can even ask our friends uh, from Australia and New Zealand and England and and. Uh, couple of other fun places. We had some interesting, we were looking at the analytics of all the downloads, and it's, it's, it's amazing how many people across the planet uh, play DFS or love DFS. Um, but you can listen to us uh, not just on these, because I did the study last night. There's literally uh, 14 places that, uh, podcast spots that Red Circle pushes it out to. But some of the main ones are, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, and Spotify, and YouTube. And then what we ask, this is just our one ask per show, uh, take a few seconds to rate, review, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, a thumbs up means a lot. Uh, click on that little bell. Uh, that's your alarm to let you know when we just upload a, a, a new uh, podcast for that day. Uh, we have a contest going where if you give us five stars, put a little comment, uh, on iTunes, we're going to be giving away next Sunday a one-month membership to the NBA uh, uh, 
DFS uh, podcast there and the the Discord and lineups. You get the whole uh, entire package for the NBA. So jump on that stuff. You know we're we're growing so fast. It's it's uh, not even funny. Um, you know again this is our tenth day. So we've uh, already had multiple downloads and people listening. I think some of our Hoopball listeners, for Mike and I and Andrew that do these shows, are finding out and sort of drifting over or listening to both or whatever. But uh, we're going to continue to grow. We're excited about that. We're, you know, we're still working that three-step process, listening to this podcast. It'll be out much earlier today, uh, this Saturday, because we're doing it so early. So you'll have most of the day to listen to it, follow the news, watch our Twitter feeds the whole day. Um, that's important. We're at DFS Coach on Twitter, and then uh, individually, I'm at J O E S A R V A D I. He is at M I K E A P O T R I A, and Andrew is at Language Olympic. And then the third piece is 30 minutes before lock. Uh, what you do, you need to do, is get in front of your computer or wherever you put your lineups in and really grind it out and get it done because that's where uh, if you're a member uh, with us at DFS Coach Talk, you're in the Discord, we're chatting amongst our pros, we're posting our lineups in there, and that's where we would love to have you. And as a reminder, tonight's slate starts 30 minutes later, the main slate, than it normally does. So if on the East Coast, you're used to uh, 7 o'clock lock, it's a 7.30 lock. Uh, just as a reminder. So, all right, let's knock out these last three games, and we will be on our way. We have the Houston Rockets at the Boston Celtics. These are the only two clean teams where they they have not on either side of a back-to-back, and it should be a hell of a game, really. Uh, Boston is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and the uh, total is 230. And this is the first game we actually have an implied total. We have um, 116 for the Celtics, 114 and a half uh, for the Rockets. So you got a complete different look and approach to the game with these two teams, that's for sure. Uh, from a pace standpoint, Houston is second in the league, so they are moving the basketball. Um, Boston, on the other hand, 17th. So somewhat middle of the pack. Uh, This is the part that is a little nerve-wracking if you're playing Houston players. Boston is ranked fourth in the league defensively, and Houston is 15th right square in the middle. So very interesting game. A lot of intrigue here. I think it'll be a high-watch game. Uh, How much are you going to lean on this one, Michael? Um, I don't know, man. I don't think as much as a lot of other people will. I mean, I could see the couple. I'm not going to stack it. I know that for sure. I, I, if anything, I'm going to get a couple of one-off players. If I have the money to spend up on Harden and Westbrook, I don't mind them. Um, you know, Boston, we've, we've talked about this all year long. They've been very good at defending the wing. Marcus Smart, when he's healthy, can generally put the clamps on a few people. Uh, Russell Westbrook, on the other side, is able to do, you know, the exact same thing. But, you know, I'll start I'll start actually uh, with this Houston side of the ball. It, you know, okay. I touched on both those guys. If I have to prefer for one of them, 
Uh, it would probably be James Harden for me, just because they're starting to, you know, get pretty close into the salary. I know that uh, he's going to be getting fired up with the Giannis talks, and I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did, with, with man. Rachel Nichols, uh, and then Giannis comes out here and just absolutely decimates people in the first quarter. I think he had 21 points uh, yeah. going into the half or something like that. So, uh, I, you know, and he, these teams played once. He dropped 67 on them earlier in the season. So I prefer him, um, you know, Daniel House, I think, is a, is a secondary option if you're looking at it like you know a low owned value play. He's very up and down. Don't trust it, but there's not a lot I like here. They're playing small ball, so it's not like they're really going to be taking advantage of that matchup going against Boston centers. So it's really just James Harden for me on the Houston side of the ball. And then when I'm looking at Boston, uh, Marcus Smart, he's priced up on DK and FanDuel, but he, I do like him in this one, just knowing that he's a very active player. You can un- you understand him and Westbrook are probably going to be getting chippy. This is going to be an emotional game for both of them. The fear of yeah. ejection might be there between those two guys. That's a good uh, point. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that's something you have to look at. Jason Tatum has just been balling out, man. It's uh <laughs> Yeah. It's it's you know I I'm one of those guys I'm not gonna lie I said earlier in the season when I was looking at those season long rankings and he was getting taken in, inside the top thirty I'm like that seems a little crazy to me but uh, he's he's making me put my foot in my mouth uh, he's absolutely balling out ninety four hundred is probably a little bit more than I want to spend uh, looking at you know his his, his DK price his price is high man yes and then you look over on on Fanduel it's the same thing he's ninety two hundred and he's power yeah. forward. So, you know, I prefer Bam at $100 less, so I, I don't think I'll be getting to him there. I'm um, and, and then it's, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, Gordon Hayward, Hayward or Jalen Brown. Um, I prefer Hayward just because we've, you know, a little bit cheaper. Um, we've seen him already play well in this matchup earlier. He's coming off of a down game, so that might suppress his ownership a little bit more in GPPs. But that's yeah. it. I'm, like I said, uh, it's a weird game for me because I have a lot of interest in it. But when I when push comes to shove, I don't know if I'm landing on a lot of these guys. I'm with you, man. I, you know, we're we're on the same page just about everything today. It's very scary. This could be a great day or not so great day. We'll see. Uh, but I have a feeling our cash and GPPs aren't going to be as different as they usually are. Um, I'm not going to play Westbrook or Harden tonight. I I know that that's those. You know, that to me is going to be the one of the big differentiators. Uh, on this slate for us because I think a lot of people are going to dial up one of those two guys. They always do. doesn't matter who the opponent is. I just don't like the matchup for them, and it's in Boston. Um, you know, I, I would much rather go to uh, a Robert Covington or uh, a house, like you said, uh, as a secondary guy, and I very well may do that. Um, on the Boston side, you know, it's hard to ignore Tatum and the level he's playing at right now. It's just ridiculous. Uh, he's playing so confident. You know, is it a little bit of a points chase by rostering him? You know, it might be because everybody's talking about how hot he's been, or we might just be getting a guy that's just red hot and continuing to be hot. So if he was just about four or 500 bucks cheaper, it'd be an automatic play for me. But when he's up there with some of the guys, you know, like you mentioned, like Bam, that just, it, you know, it's hard to, to push that button. So, I, I mean, right now he's in my player pool, but I'm not positive. Uh, sneaky guy I like in this game because it's such a pace-up game. I sort of like Jalen Brown. I just think the, the pace of this game and who's going to be guarding him, uh, I think, you know, he'll be low-owned because he, he has thrown up a couple of blanks. So I think I'm going to, you know, utilize him as uh, he doesn't qualify as a secret squirrel because he's a little pricey. But 
I think from an ownership point, I think he'll be secret squirrel for me today because I just like, uh, you know, I like his price. But, uh, you know, Marcus Smart and Westbrook, like you said, I think they're just going to beat each other's brains in. And, uh, you know, that that could leave some of the other guys uh, to get a little bit more opportunity than than they have in the past. I'll tell you one guy, though, that I'm going to mention here um, that I'm, I really may roster and you're going to be surprised you want to take a guess there's one guy in this game that isn't going to go noticed isn't going to go owned and i think he's a great play pj tucker no who's that daniel tice i like him because if you look at it what he's done recently he's had uh several games in the 30s and even popped a 40 game in there He's really taken over as their primary center. And with Houston not having a real center, because uh, Tice is usually just slightly undersized, he may really be dominant in this game. And it's such a pace-up game for Boston. Uh, you know, So I, I like this game as my differentiating, differentiating game of the night. Uh, you know, If I have a Rocco and a Daniel Tice, I don't think a lot of people are going to roll with that. But I think those guys can make it very, uh, you know, allow us to get to some of the other priced guys like Bam and and uh, possibly Trey Young and guys like that. So that's my take there, man. I don't know. A little bit different, but, you know. Slightly. Same, yeah, slightly, but somewhat the same as well. All right, two more games. Here we go. Orlando at San Antonio. Uh, it is also an 830 game. Orlando just played last night, so they're going to be uh, coming into San Antonio and a little tired, I would think, considering they're traveling and Spurs have been sitting there sipping margaritas on the board, the river walk, uh, waiting for the Magic to show up in town. Uh, from a pace standpoint, the Orlando Magic are 27th half-court team for sure. Spurs are 15th dead center. So, you know, as usual, a pace-up game for Orlando. Uh, from a defensive efficiency standpoint, Orlando's remained in the top 10 most of the year. They're ninth, and the shocking thing, San Antonio, and I say that every day, but it still amazes me, uh, San Antonio's in the bottom five defensive teams in the league at 26th. So this is... Interesting because, you know, with this line of the Spurs minus two and the the total 218 and a half, it uh, doesn't seem to make it a very palatable uh, totals game. But from a competitive standpoint, the, the main guy should get extended run if it stays close like Vegas is, is telling it, us it will. Definitely. Um I mean, we have to. You, you touched on the defense for the Spurs. It's not good. Um, Aaron Gordon is very good. Uh, you know, this is just something that has been a trend, and it's hot. And I haven't been on the train, coach. I don't know if you've been riding it too often. 
Um, yeah. I, I've always get, I always get skeptical when I try to jump on these trains last minute. Uh, I said the same thing in yesterday's show uh, when I, I think I did one over for hoop ball and it burned me. He comes out, drops a fat, clean triple double. Nice. Uh, do I expect that to happen again? Probably not. Um, I don't know if I'll, I don't mind to keep him in your player pool. If he fits, he fits. I, we, we've already mentioned four other power forwards. There's, there's two more guys that we're going to get to in this next game that I have a ton of interest that play power forward. So it's a very, very wide pool. Um, I think he's he's probably the best option if you're looking at anybody on the Magic. Probably the only option I'm looking at uh, for anybody on the Magic. I'm not going to chase the Terrence Ross game either. Yeah, uh, and then over there in the Spurs with Aldridge out, there's obviously some, obviously some usage that's going to open up. I think DeMar DeRozan has to get looked at at 7,500. That's a fair price tag. Orlando's defense is good. They slow the pace down, but the amount of usage he sees when uh, when Aldridge is off the floor just uh, gives him a high floor, and it still gives him that 45 to 50-point ceiling on some nights here and there. So I will have some interest in him. Uh, you know, if we hear that portal starting, uh, sure. But without Don't that fall news, for that crap. No, that's I, did, I, I, need to, he, I need to know the news. He took down well. He, you know what? He, they said was going to play mid thirties minutes in this last game. They literally said that. And like I always tell you, don't listen to anything Pop says because he doesn't. <laughs> I think he does it just to throw everybody oh, off. Because yeah. stinking ass Pirtle was like sixty seven percent owned, and he played I think eleven minutes or nine yeah, 11. minutes. Eleven it was. I, yeah. I, he, he, I had him. Um, if he's starting, I, I feel a little bit more confident. I don't see him playing 11 minutes again if he starts. If he's coming off the bench or if we don't have the news, obviously I'm a lot more skeptical. He, he is center eligible. Uh, I've already talked about you know wanting to save at center tonight. I'm not going to be spending up. Um, you know, but then I also talked about Dang, who's only $400 more. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that's the direct pivot right there. And, uh, you know, you get that Dang ownership at super, super low if you're looking at him in tournaments. And uh, maybe Pirtle, a couple people start, or maybe he does start still plays about 24 minutes, draws a bunch of ownership, and hopefully we get the advantage right there. But I'm not willing to cross him out just yet. I, I, I kind of want to monitor the news throughout the day, and uh, hopefully we have it early enough. Yeah, I, well, I'll tell you right now, I am not going the Pirtle direction. I don't care if Pop says he's starting and playing all 48 minutes. You can have him. Uh, first of all, he's, he pronounces his name Pirtle, and there's no R in it. So I don't trust the guy right off the bat. Um, no, nah, I'm messing with you. Uh, I just, I don't like, I don't trust that on the Spurs. I'm not even, I, I really don't ever play the ancillary guys for the Spurs other than DeRozan and, uh, and, uh, Aldridge, because it's just too much of a crapshoot. You pop is so unpredictable. Uh, there's so many ways to get burned, but I'll tell you this much. I love DeRozan tonight. I think that He's the guy that will keep this game close from the San Antonio side. His usage, like you mentioned, goes way up without Aldridge on the floor. So I really like him. And then on the Orlando side, I only like one guy, and it's a guy that has been playing lights out, and that's Aaron Gordon has really been showing up. Uh, I don't know if he's still mad about that dunk contest or what's going on, but uh, he's been playing some good ball. I think he's a good play here at his price uh, with the potential of having a really strong game. Um, you know, I, there's some other spots you can go here, but a little bit too costly for me. So that is probably the only two guys I'm looking at in this game. All right, let's keep it moving. Last game. Last game. Let's get it done. I've been waiting We've for got, this one, man. 
Yeah, we've got Golden State on the first night of a back-to-back against Phoenix on the second night of a back-to-back. It's the late night sweat game. It's at 9. It's only a half an hour after the other games, but it still will stand alone. Uh, From a pace standpoint, uh, Golden State is 14th in the league right in the middle, and Phoenix is 10th, so the pace should be pretty steady here. From a defensive efficiency standpoint, uh, Golden State is... Uh, where are they? 25th, which is pretty crappy. And Phoenix is all the way down to 16. I remember when Phoenix was 7th at the beginning of the year, and they've gone down all the way down to 16 now. So this creates a very interesting dynamic. We've got the the Suns an 8.5-point favorite. Golden State's been getting their doors blown in lately so i do have a small concern of of blowout here because golden state is just a discombobulated mess uh but the total is 225 sort of in the middle of the pack and not bad so i know you're jonesing to get to this game so what's the word so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start with Golden State. We we'll start with the away team. Um, you know, yes, there's definitely some chance of blowout here. They're expected to have Andrew Wiggins back in this game, though, and uh, Draymond got ejected pretty early in that last one. So but both those such guys, an idiot. he's such an idiot. Man. He, he does it on purpose, probably. On most nights, he saw that Wiggins wasn't playing. There's no point to even take the court. So let me just get True. myself out of it. Veteran move, actually, when you think about it. <laughs> uh, so I, I do think that you know, with those guys, you know, both expected to play in this game, uh, it should be a little bit closer. So I'm taking that into account. Um, you know, Wiggins, I think, is definitely an option just because we know the usage he garners now that he's kind of the lead dog on this team offensively, especially with Kai Bowman out. Now uh, that that firmly puts Wiggins and Draymond in the forefront of my mind because they don't have a lot of ball handlers left. So this is pretty much it for them. These guys are going to have to have the ball in their hands a ton. I think they're both slightly underpriced, and, and it's, an, it's a rock-solid matchup. So I'll have interest in both those guys. Draymond's one of those power forwards, I said, that I will have interest in. Um, you know, do I end up getting to him? I hope so. Uh, I'm probably going to be building, you know, a 20 entry max kind of night for me because there's so many of these power forwards I want to try to get involved. Um, yeah. And he's definitely one of my favorite options. I, I really do like him. I think that he's going to be forced into one of those almost triple double modes, whether he gets their scoring or not, that's hit or miss. But uh, we know that, you know, the Suns aren't, you know, the best rebounding team. Obviously, Aiton's in there, but he's going to get a nice soft matchup against Dario Saric. Uh, and he's going to definitely have to facilitate a lot. And then the other, and the other thing I touched on this last time these teams faced, we got to look at Marquise Chris. It's that revenge narrative. He absolutely hates Phoenix. He's going back to Phoenix. Uh, he blew yeah. the roof off the doors in the matchup last time with, uh, with I think, over 40 uh, fantasy point. points. So um, I'll have some interest in him. And, and the better news is, is that DeAndre Ayton is actually healthy. So, yes, he's a very good defender, but that just kind of feels makes me feel a little bit better about his minutes because the last time these teams played, he played 30 minutes without DeAndre Ayton even playing. So... Um, I do have some interest in those three guys. That's probably where I'm going to draw the line. I know you're a big Damian Lee guy. You get him. He's a fantastic cash play on most nights. I don't think I'm going to get to him. I'm really just going to keep it uh, with those three right there. It's going to be Chris. It's going to be Wiggins. It's going to be Draymond. I'm going to be mixing and matching those guys uh, multiple different ways. So, um, you, you know my mind pretty damn good, dude, because Damian Lee is a pillar of mine. I think at the price and with all the injuries – I just love him in this game. Yeah. Love him. 
It might be my favorite play on the whole slate. I love it. I knew I knew it was coming too because you 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 are a Damian Lee guy, and I think when it comes to tournaments, it's uh, there's a little bit love lost with him. Um, we when, right. when there's our bodies in there, you don't really see those forty point games that we were kind of seeing early on in the season where he was grabbing double digit rebounds. A lot of that was uh, going on when Draymond was out. So for cash, though, you know what you're getting from him on a night well, in and night out basis, and it's going to be you know, at least like 6X, maybe up to 8X. And, I mean, his price has not gone up that much. And with all the injuries, he's such, he just produces very well. And Phoenix, since Ubre went down, uh, has not guarded that position well because uh, he would go out there on some of the good twos and threes. But I just like this spot for him. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to be the only spot I go to on Golden State. Uh, from the Phoenix side, I think – uh, Aiton is certainly in play. I mean, he definitely could be my center tonight. That's very possible. Um, you know, I. But other than that, I. You know, it's it's all about Aiton for me on that side. But I love your point, and it's well taken. And I think it deserves. Uh, you got to have a hundred percent of them in your GPPs, in my opinion. And if I make two cash lineups tonight, I'm going to put them in one, and that's Marquise Chris. Like you said, that. Revenge factor means a lot, and he definitely wants to stick it to the sun. So Chris is a great play at a, a pretty darn cheap price, and I think uh, can help make other pieces of it work for you. I got so, another one for you, and you're going to hate it. Okay. That's on the Phoenix side. Guess what I'm going to say? You're going to absolutely hate it, so that should Mikhail be enough for Bridges. Nah, some Dario Sarge. Uh, oh. I think... I think this could be a Dario game. He's performed well against them twice already this season, and it's more or less for the injuries that they're dealing with. With Kelly Oubre out, we saw him get inserted in the starting lineup, but uh, I believe Cam Johnson's also dealing with uh, an upper body injury as well. So if Cam's forced to sit, I think that kind of solidifies Saric into that you know high 20s to low 30-minute role. Uh, it, it's a fair matchup. It's a, it, you know Pace-wise, it's good. Defensively, it's good for him. Um, I got a little interest on him. He's near minimum salary over there on FanDuel at only 3800 Less interest on DK. I think he's priced up in the mid-fours, like 46 or 47 uh, But I'm going to have him in my player pool, Coach. as a very low-owned. I think he's burned a lot of people recently. They're going to check those box scores. I do not expect any ownership on him tonight, uh, and he's dirt cheap. So I am going to have some interest in Dario Saric. I have one word to say about Saric. It's a four-letter word, but not the one you're thinking. It begins with a P. <laughs> And ends with an ass pass. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there you I, go, I, buddy. I, I listen. No, I, 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 and that's what I want to hear because I'm not playing this guy expecting. No, you're you know, banking get on ownership. It. Yeah, that's what I want. I just looking for that low owned guy that can separate myself. Um, and I think he could be that guy. I mean, obviously, if Cam Johnson's ruled out, I'd feel a lot more comfortable about him. And that's kind of what's leaning me towards him, just because I'm looking at some of these other options that you know that they would have to choose from, and they'd either essentially have to play Sarge some pretty decent minutes. Uh, otherwise, they're going to have to go really small and end up playing, you know, guys like Javon Carter uh, and maybe like uh, Eli Okobo and those types of players. So I, you know, they don't have a lot of other options. You know, it's Aaron Baines, it's Czech Diallo, it's guys like that, and you know, it makes more sense for them not to run one of those guys against Draymond Green. You know what's funny? I just had like a flash in the future, and it 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 was telling me to look at my phone, and it was it the phone said ten thirty p.m. tonight. And it was from Apatry and said, what the hell was I thinking with Sarge? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Hey, you know what? It's, again, I I preface it a ton of times. 
you know, you're the cash game guy. It's not a cash game play. I'll tell you that right off the rip. Do not play this guy in cash. And listen, maybe don't play him in your single entry line. Where's all the noise I'm talking. This will be one of his like 14 point 14 rebound games. So you'll be fine, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> I do have – I know we have to run because you, yep. you've got a place to be. Uh, I mean, if you so, want – I'm no, sorry. No, I, I, I just wanted so, to tell you no no secret squirrels today for me other than, I guess, uh, I don't know if – it's hard to determine secret squirrels, but I guess since I said he's the best player on the board, I almost have to have Damian Lee as my secret assassin squirrel because he's in that uh, late game. But mm-hmm. – uh, no, no chicken soup challenge. I'm already up two, so that's probably already over. But I will make you a bet, and and I'll make you one bet. You can accept it right now, and I'm going to give you the. This is the best bet you've ever had because I'm going to give you two to one on your money. I am going to get. I am going to take my lineup against your lineup in in uh, Fanduel one year from today. And I'm going to give you two to one odds on a thousand dollars, and I'm going to spot you twenty five fantasy points. Will you take the bet? I'm so I'm so confused on like what that whole what so it what one year ago one year from now on this date we will have a one thousand dollar bet where you can get two thousand and you start off twenty five points to zero. So, so our accumulated lineups going on from here until no, just that one particular day. So from one year from one year today, we're going to bet on that on that lineup. Or, yes. Or, okay. That's a little. That's a crazy bet, Coach. I, I mean, so hold on. It's a thousand dollar bet, right? To win two thousand, and you're spotting me twenty five. Yes, it, but it is exactly one year from today on this. Let's date. do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You got it, and there's one caveat. I'm gonna take a week off leading up to that, so you're in trouble. <laughs> there's, uh, and then what I want you to do when we're done, we're gonna close out the show. But uh, when we're done, check the calendar, and then see when that falls next year. I, I already, I already, I know, I already knew where you're going with this, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew where you're going with this. Oh, before, I thought I had four, four years from today, maybe, but. Uh, I already knew where you were going. Once, once you said the year, the next year on this day, I was like, okay, I got where he's going I with did this. Not, all right. I was so going to let it go was... to see if any listeners were going to kind of chirp in and say anything about it. But uh... I wanted to get Mike with the old leap year uh, joke there. So thanks for being with me, listeners. To let, you know, I, I'm telling you, I should be writing comedy for Saturday Night <laughs> yeah. Live. Nobody will listen to me. But it is what it is. All right, dude. Let's let's uh, wrap this puppy up and uh, let's try to go to a stellar. Uh, what are we? Seven and two. We'll go to eight and two tonight. That's the plan. I know um, I'm two for four on GPPs right now. So I'm uh, I'm fifty percent on GPP. We'll take- and one of and one of those I know I had Jalen Brunson in there as well. Uh, that was the night that he separated his shoulder. We still managed just to get a little bit more than breaking even. So it's beautiful. If we can keep that up and then we're, you know, in that mid-70s in cash, I think we're going to be in great shape. But we like, you know, we like to end each show, too, uh, mentioning, uh, you know, we were motivated to kick this uh, whole DFS coach talk thing off of, uh, you know, when the basketball community was shocked with the Kobe loss. So we we really pushed this uh, as a great place to to, uh, give your money if basketball has been a big part of your life. But 
It's Mamba on three. That's all spelled out. M A M B A O N T H R E E dot org. And if you go there, you can donate. Uh, it was set up uh, the fund by Vanessa Bryant for the uh, other seven people on a helicopter for their families uh, to just try to move on and give them uh, some support. So we we uh, really recommend. Like last night, I popped that uh, popped that nice uh, six hundred bones in that late night. And uh, you know, I I don't. You're supposed to give and give silently. That's the most uh, best way to give because if you give to you want to shout out to people that you give then that's you know it takes away the good deed let me put it to you that way but the reason I'm sharing this is because I want everybody to know my thinking on this because it's all about giving back so whenever I hit something of, of decent size I'm taking 10% plop right into the mombon3.org so I got on there, 60 buck donation, and I say that not for plaudits to me, but I want to, you know, try to encourage some of you other guys and gals out there to do the same thing because, uh, you know, they definitely can use that assistance. So that is it, my man. Do you have any other closing words before we get out of here? Nope. Good luck, guys, and uh, I'll see some of you guys over in Discord around 6.30. Perfect. Or 7, actually, because I think the game started at 7.30 tonight. Yes, yeah, 30 minutes later. Yep. All right. We want to thank you for joining us for this DFS Coach Talk podcast. For my fellow NBA pros, Andrew Hansen, and my man, Mike Apatria, I'm Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.
baby, boy. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. 